You never know who's going to walk in here in this building. No. Some people don't meet the height requirement to walk through the door. Sal Haney. Wow, is that a shot at our next guest? No, it isn't. I, listen, I that, was, all I know is that wasn't me, Andy. I was talking about a high-ranking member of music management in this building who might be the only guy that, you, that. that can look Andy Hart right directly in his eye. Andy Hart with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Well, I actually saw like an eight-year-old girl earlier oh, today, oh, which I oh, oh, that I thought, like, maybe you could... Hi, Andy! Uh, at least I was ripping Andy <laughs> and uh, a friend. I was, you, you you insulted him with the eight-year-old. That means I and like The eight-year-old may be a future WNBA player. Maybe she's big for her age. Jeez. Oh, you know what? That's a good point, Hart. Now, uh, I know that you tweeted this out, but where's Waldo right now? Waldo is at North Attleboro High School watching uh, his son's lacrosse team get smoked. <laughs> Ooh, really? Oh, so it's, oh, we were You're so old neck of the woods. We were rooting for a close yep. game, Fourier, because then we might have heard live Andy oh, Hart yelling at yeah. an official, but if they're getting blowed out. Well, yeah. all we really care about is how is young Andy Hart doing? That's really, Who cares about the team? It's all about individual uh, achievement at this point. He's actually hurt, so oh, uh, not a great day all around. I think he pulled a hip flexor, and he scored one goal, and he got pulled. So. Oh, so it's like Bergeron in Montreal, five minutes so in I, and out, huh? Yep, yep. and I drove uh, drove an hour to see nothing, but uh, I get to talk to you guys on the phone, <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> There's got to be, listen, North Attleboro is not far from Foxborough. I'm sure that you can find yourself a uh, a nice lunch spot to make I, that trip worth it. I got, there's a, there's a, you ever heard of Mochi Donuts? Me? Yeah, no. Okay, there's a there's a place like about a mile and a half away from that school. It's called Pinku, P I N K U. I don't know if I'm even saying it right. Okay. It's in Attleboro. Dirty. Mochi, I know, right? <laughs> I know, I know. Mochi Donuts, go there. It's like a, it's like 10 5 minutes away from where that school is. There's just a, there's a suggestion. See how many I, you can I eat by the time you it. get home. I will be doing it cuz there's got to, you know, I got to get something out of this trip so exactly. far. It's a big old stink egg. Well, uh, maybe you can go visit Bill O'Brien. Maybe he'll look yeah. at you differently like the, everybody else on the Patriots roster because apparently it is a clean slate. What did you make of that? Uh, uh, I liked it, quite honestly. I mean, isn't that what we need? Doesn't you know? Remember in, in the old days, Fourier was probably your era. You know, you bury the ball in the uh, practice field after you get whooped by the Dolphins. Like I think that, that happened season, once. Yeah, yeah, that season needs to be buried. Clean slate, whatever you want to call it, last year. And, um, you know, my takeaway was it was because that was clearly the theme for Bill O'Brien when asked about Mac Jones and the offense. You know, we've only been here two days, but clean slate and all that. But my biggest takeaway yesterday, like, I just thought there was an air of authority from the, the main characters that we spoke with. Bill O'Brien, certainly. I think we expected that. The guy's been an NFL head coach. He's an offensive expert. But even Gerard Mayo, who, okay, so he doesn't have a title, but it's clear he – carries a lot of weight in the building, right? He's clear that he's probably the heir apparent to the job. And I thought even Matt Groh, when he was at the podium, he, he didn't really reference Bill Belichick. You know, he was talking about the draft like it was his baby, like he was in charge of it as the director of player personnel. And that, that was the vibe I got, that these guys are now very much key figures in New England for the Patriots. And Bill can maybe do a little less, right? Maybe pick his spots instead of, the old Steve Belichick phrase, oh, he still wears all the hats. I don't think he wears all the hats anymore. I think there's a bunch of guys that are helping wear the hats. So, I mean, you know, speaking of the coaches, so I know Gerard Mayo still admitted that, you know, Steve is still going to call plays. 
I'm just curious, like, why not Steve Belichick front and center? Like, I just feel like I, I know it's it's their own little system. Whoa. Okay. But, I mean, shouldn't he be front and center more than Gerard Mayo? I, I, I always felt like it's a weird relationship. One guy's calling the plays, but the other guy speaks on his behalf. Because I, I think Steve Belichick doesn't necessarily want to be front and center, right? Like, we, we've heard the that the balance of those two, part of it is because Steve isn't overly comfortable, you know, in a big group team meeting, controlling the room and being that guy out front. He's more than comfortable game planning. He's more than comfortable coaching. He's more than comfortable calling plays and making faces on the sideline. But he doesn't want to be the face of the defense. He doesn't want to be the guy. And I think this is a he, – he's available, right? He was there while Gerard is talking to whatever it was, 25 or 30 reporters. There's a couple guys in the back of the room with Steve Belichick talking to him about the setup and the role and everything. But part of the reality is and, – and I think we could see this moving forward. Gerard Mayo is your head coach and sort of defensive CEO with a play caller, Steve. And then Bill O'Brien's your offensive CEO. And I think everybody's happy with that. I, I don't think Steve Belichick wants to be in front of the cameras answering all the questions. I, I just – I don't think that's his personality and his makeup. He's very happy – in the role he's in. Is this the best staff that the Patriots have had since the early 2000s? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it holds a candle to those staffs, which were, you know, all future head coaches, guys that had been around the NFL and Belichick and Parcells for so long. But yeah, absolutely. When you add a guy, I think Bill O'Brien said he's got 30 plus years of experience, half in college, half in the pros. Um, When you add a guy like that, you add a guy like Adrian Clem and, and we've looked at it differently over the years, some of, even post-Skarnekia, where we had some of these lower-level offensive line coaches, guys coming from small schools, small college programs. Like Adrian Clem has played in the NFL. He's coached in the NFL. He's coached at a high level in college. Adrian Clem is a high-level assistant coach, and he's being paid like that. So, um, yeah, I absolutely think this is a uh, – I mean, obviously from last year, this is an upgrade on the coaching staff, but this is this – is, it's a respectable one. It, it is amazing, Andy. I feel like I have a PTSD, you know, you know, referencing, you know, that last year. And just it's amazing to me, still to this day, that one of the greatest coaches in the history of all sports allowed that to happen. Like was okay with it, coast, and then allowed it to 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 continue on throughout the season. I one one last time before I before I put it away forever. Wait, <laughs> why? Like, what does that say about Bill and, I guess, his overall loyalty or stubbornness? Uh, loyalty, stubbornness, ego. I mean, I think there's a bunch of confidence, overconfidence. I arrogance. Think a, a arrogance. another one. Which I mean, one? What do you think is more – which one of all those little you know, options do you think has I, more to do with his decision last year? Which one? I, I think it's overconfidence that trended into arrogance. And I think some of the overconfidence – you know, we talked about it, what was it, a month ago when Steve Belichick was joking about when he took over the safeties, he walked into the room and said, I got no idea what I'm doing in here. Like, Bill had gotten away with it. I think he's gotten away with it in various ways with personnel and coaching over the years where he tried experiments, he tried different things, and they worked out. Now, the, 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 the critic of Belichick will immediately say, oh, yeah, it worked out because Tom Brady was his quarterback. And that's fair. That's part of the equation. That's part of the calculus. But – um, it, it's not totally dissimilar to the Aaron Hernandez drafting where everybody goes, how could you have drafted Aaron Hernandez? And my response is because over the previous 35 years, Belichick had drafted other 
bad guys, questionable guys, guys with bad ties, and they didn't turn into murderers. And that tends to embolden you to take more chances moving forward, right? When you have experiences that everybody else tells you one thing and you think something else and it works out for you, it emboldens you for the next time. But they went a step too far this time. And we all knew it, right? We all talked about it. We all knew it at the time. And my biggest question is, has he really taken responsibility for it? Remember the, the preseason interview when he told yeah. Shaughnessy, yeah. if this goes wrong, blame me. I'll take the blame. I'm, has he taken the blame yet? Because it seems like he hasn't. It seems like he's made moves that show us that he knows he screwed up. But has he really come forward and said, listen, we had an experiment. I'll use Robert's word. <laughs> yeah. We had an experiment last year that went horribly wrong. My bad. Let's move forward. Nope. You know what he did? He said last 25 years. He wanted us to remember all the good stuff, yeah. not the most recent bad stuff. And and I also think, too, Andy Hart at WEEI.com here, Regression Fourier, I also think that from the Belichick end, there is the pushing it on the players, that he, it seems like Bill, is trying to make it about, hey, listen, while the coaches weren't good enough, None of you people were either. And that's the whole, oh, clean slate, da-da-da. It feels right. like it feels like Bill is trying to deflect away from, well, yeah, I screwed up, but guess what? Even though that guy might have ruined some of you, you guys were all a part of this too, and he's trying to make everybody sing for their supper again. No question. And he is the guy that tells us, hasn't he said often over the years that players win games, coaches lose them? Mm -hmm. Well, wasn't last year a case of, a coach and his decision lost games, lost the year. He lost the year, and yet I don't feel like he's saying that, and I agree with you. I feel like it's, it's trying to be like, we need to be better. We need to move forward. We have a clean slate. Well, no, 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 Bill, you're at the head of that chart. If you did a better job last year, we would have been a better team. So, I mean, I guess we're nitpicking over it. They, they clearly turned the page, and I think they've turned the page in a massively positive way. Whether Bill took, took the blame or not, who cares? You have Bill O'Brien. You have Gerard Mayo. You have Matt grow, um, and, and I think they are moving in a positive direction. So we're talking to Andy Hart. Andy, um, Bill O'Brien talked about the three phases, about you know how close they're going to get you know, uh, you know, in that quarterback room and that offense. How yep. important are these phases in, in, as opposed to other seasons? Now, is it, are you actually going to retain anything and you know, bring it back in, in August when you, this thing starts officially? Yeah, I think this is a huge offseason from day one, like tone setting, um, sort of the, the culture within the building. Like for so long, you lived off of the Patriot way and the culture in the building, whether it was newcomers, rookies, whatever. I think everything went sideways last year. And we can talk about singular decisions that led that, but that wasn't the only aspect of it. There were mistakes made in a lot of areas by a lot of people. And I think when you have such a bad year, such a dysfunctional year, to use the word that the Herald used for their story, it starts from day one, creating that foundation and that culture um, that we used to talk a lot about, like how important OTAs were, how, you know, Tom Brady in his early part of his career, talking about day by day, every rep mattered, you build on it. It's step by step, rep by rep. I think this offseason is a perfect example of that, especially with new coaches, new scheme, new key players in, in a few different areas. I, I think if they don't start off on the right foot and, you know, like when you're in your front yard with your kid and you get that little snowball and then it starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger, 
you want a good clean snowball, not the one that's picking up grass and dirt and mud along the way. Then you end up with an ugly snowman. You know, well, that's an interesting analogy there, I must say. <laughs> I was waiting for um, how this kind of related to yeah. what we were talking about. I get it now. Um, I'm on board. You know what? Since we're talking about the staff, and Hart, I haven't even run this by Fourier yet, so it's the first time I get to roll this out and, and it's directed to you. We heard last year that Bill Belichick was taking on a bit of a different role, much more hands-on on offense, things like that. We know that he's always met with the quarterback's game plan, da-da-da. What is Bill Belichick's role as head coach this year? Does he redefine he how he redefined himself last year, or does he keep sticking his nose in on both ends? You know, I think he... Um... I think he's an overseer now. We talked about, Fitzy and I talked about this yesterday on our, we recorded a Six Rings podcast. The word I'm about to use is probably strong, but I think there's like a semi-retirement. Like the 71-year-old now has, you know, you, you look at that Bobby Bowden late in his career at Florida State with Jimbo Fisher and, and Bowden's driving around on the golf cart checking in at various spots. I think the trust and the faith that Bill has in this staff and in these coaches will allow him to wear less of those hats and figure out where his expertise or his energy is most needed and most beneficial to the team. And maybe that's on defense. Maybe that's at specific positions. But I think that's what comes when you trust. And we we haven't even talked about Joe Judge sort of slotting back over to special teams. Joe Judge, Gerard Mayo, Steve Belichick, Bill O'Brien, there's guys he can rely on and have faith that they know what they're doing. And I think that should be a benefit to him, his energy, and the way sort of he divvies up his, his contributions to what this team is going to need as, as he figures it out. And that's the other thing. He doesn't have to go in saying, geez, this offense is going to be a mess. I have to coach offense. I think he can figure out where they're light, where they need a little expertise, and where he can bestow his knowledge upon the coaches and players. Okay, and, and not for nothing, let me just kind of cap this. I said I wouldn't go back to it, but I lied. <laughs> so I feel like, so where's Matt Patricia now? Like, so where, where is he at? What's his role? What's he doing? Is he involved in, in any way, shape, or form? I am not aware that he is involved. Um, Thank God. I mean, he, he couldn't be. Well, see, I, I don't See, I I'm don't not like, like that. that. I don't really know if yeah. I appreciate that. It's not this his a, fault. Who, Matt Patricia? Coach. Not his fault. Yeah. He's a good coach who yeah. worked his way up and made a lot of contributions for a lot of years until he was asked to do a job he wasn't qualified to do. It was a terrible decision. The only problem I have with Matt Patricia is when he said yes. He should have said, no, Bill, this is a terrible idea. This is a dumb idea. This isn't going to work. Yeah, but- people with pride would have done that. Instead, he's, oh, thank you. Thank you for bringing me in. Can I have another bowl of porridge? No, he's, a, he's, he's one of those loyal guys that just trust, that trust Bill. And regardless of how here. bad it Come looks, on. oh, are you serious? There's, You're going to blame him? You're going to scapegoat him? I'm with him. you. No, gonna, here's, the, you. No, here's the here, – no, there are two things. Number one, uh, if he did have a little bit of pride or maybe belief in the, in the coaching ability, maybe he was too arrogant in saying yes, but I think a lot of people would be like, no, this could ruin my career. And if he's such a great football coach on the defensive side, why are we still talking about what this guy's doing? How come nobody because, hired this dude? Because the one missing piece, everybody has a landing spot. And everything, everybody has benefited. Everybody has kind of starting with a clean slate, except the one guy that was put in the worst possible position. That's all right. I'm just saying. It's like the poor little like Matt Patricia's of the world. You think he's if he had more pride, he would have walked away. Listen, or if said he's, no. If like he's Hart guilty. Said. He's guilty of being trustworthy, being a good right. soldier, and that's exactly what Bill created in him. If so he fell for the if, mind trick. Yes. 
Absolutely, well, but he's conditioned to say yes. His mentor and the greatest coach in the history of football, from what I've been told for the last 20 years, his mentor, that guy said, <laughs> no, 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 you can do this. Yeah. This will be okay. I have faith in you. I trust you. And if that person tells you that, it's hard to say no. It's hard to pass it up. He's asking you maybe to return the favor. Listen, I've ne- you know, I've, you've gotten a lot from me over the years. I need you. I need you to do this. It, I just think that is a tough position to say no, but that to me was his only – his only mistake was taking on something that he probably knew down deep wasn't going to work. So we don't see, I, see. I also feel like he's so like stigmatized now that I don't think he gets a job like for a while. Oh, he'll be an analyst at Alabama next year, and oh, then slide now? into a role one now. and all that. Yeah, it'll happen. So they they fast tracked him too too fast. Like the whole like, hey, Denver Broncos are going to make him their linebacker coach. That was just a good old boy solid to kind of you know fix yep. his reputation. Yep. No yep. question. That was a friend of Belichick. You know, that was at Bill's behest and, and it, whatever. I guess it didn't work out, but it, there will be another one of those. I think, I think uh, Gresh is right. He'll either be at Alabama or Iowa. Iowa or, oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe um, Michigan. People at Iowa aren't going to be in Iowa. <laughs> well, They're not going to be in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, well, so. I'll tell you what, though. That head coach will be leaving with a Brinks truck. Did you see parents? Oh my God! They owe him like fifty million if they get rid of him. Did you see like the, the offensive corner at the University of Iowa? They have these clauses where like it's the, yep. if they don't like basically beat everybody and go to the national championship, they're all fired. Yeah, it's all statistical, and that's yeah. Brian Ferentz. That's the former Patriots tight ends coach that's going to lose his job if he doesn't reach those very, very defined numbers and incentives. Oh, sweet Jesus! If Kirk Ferentz ever gets let go, he'll be here in thirty seconds. <laughs> Because Bill will be like, oh, wait, they got to pay you $50 million yeah. over how many years? Oh, sure, come on in. And if you Kirk. were to, you could sit there and you will give you a title, and then, and then next year you can be a head coach again. <laughs> Go to Illinois. The, the true uh, Patriot way. That's the true that Patriot way. That is the true way. Patriot way. You're we, right, we ta- and, and that's my point with Matt Patricia. <laughs> we take care of our own. Really? Gotta when, have a fall guy. Gotta where's have a his, where's right his golden Carter. parachute? When, it, when uh, right. Demarcus Covington leaves to go be a D coordinator or a head coach somewhere, here comes Kirk Ferentz in to be a, have like a goofy title or something like that. Our friend Andy Hart has been uh, kind enough to join us while watching Bad Lacrosse. Yeah, well, okay. listen, on the, uh, on the text line, a lot of people are trying to figure out where you were. One person said, is he whale watching? <laughs> Because <laughs> it no, did sound was, like you were out on the water and you were like, uh, like you know, whale watching. I think that's the outdoor school bell that are they, they're still on, even though it's vacation week. I think that was the the change of classes bell that comes here at North Adderall. Hard, actually, a live uh, local and late breaking question for you: When Uh-oh. Jermaine Wiggins offers you the offensive coordinator job at Brockton <laughs> High School, will you say no? Unlike Matt Patricia. Yes, I would absolutely say no. I do not want to fall on my face and ruin my career the way Matt Patricia did. But Christian Fourier, I got to think, in the running no, for a spot on I that. I think on my days no. of. No, no. What would you coach considering you did openly, maybe not lobby, but you sort of put it out there that, hey, you need a coach and your name came up? You know who I'd like to uh, be? I'd like to be as Bearish, just this guy in the background, uh, or as Ernie Adams. You do not give ideas. You know, yep. you know who you don't want to be? His PR guy. Well, but that's Bearish, <laughs> no, too. No. no, it isn't. No, but I'm saying that, like, Stacey oh, James is. No, I know, but how does info get to Stacey James? It's through Burge. It's yeah. not like Bill's yeah, telling him directly. don't know that. 
That's an inside thing. You don't want to oh, be the sorry. face of Wiggy's PR. You want to be in the background. You want to be just behind the scenes. So when it goes bad, you can get the hell out with oh, your reputation. Oh, you don't have any stank on you? <laughs> yeah, but Hart, you mentioned about being Wiggy's bears, but, you know, what What would you be asked to clean up? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, if you're, you're the nine and two. If you're, if you're the, if you're kind of the do boy, you know what I mean? Like, do you really want to put yourself in that spot? Yeah, you're right. I, I, make me the Ernie Adams. I just want to be a football analyst, and when things go well, I'll Ooh. take the credit. And when they don't go well, I just you never hear about me. Well, I tell you what, you could do. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to explain to like eighty percent of that team that he's coaching that uh, why they didn't get scholarships to, to universities. <laughs> oh, I feel like he indirectly. I, oh, I'm missing. I feel like he indirectly <laughs> promised them all scholarships. <laughs> I can I can play at Penn State. Coach Wiggy said he's going to help me. <laughs> Poor Wiggy. Uh, well, listen, you'll be there to help him, Hart. I can't wait. You and Wiggy yelling from the sidelines at no, an he'll official. Be the, he'll be in the booth. He'll be. He'll have to yell from the. From I the can hear booth. Wiggy now. Yeah. yeah, here's the Monday breakdown. Coach Hot's here with all his stuff, and Hart goes in with a pencil in yeah. his ear and stuff. The good, bad, and the ugly. Let's start with the ugly. He is hot. There was a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of it. That's right. Andy, thank you, brother. We appreciate it. I will uh, see you Friday and Monday because Foyer's out. Yeah, and check your phone. Right. I just sent you a little website, so go get some donuts. Oh, I'm going to get some pink poo. Let's go.